doubling. I can feed the country with the tax that I paid governments. Whatever they're doing with my cash is very troubling. Okay. February came around, I used to get paid shoveling So clothes, walk dogs, trust me, I stayed hustling When it came to school, there's no way that I'm A-plus in it So I just dropped out of it, trust me, I'm not proud of it Niggas get too comfy in they spot, they get knocked out of it Niggas get a gun just so they can make props out of it Shorty make a scene in the house, she get locked out of it Bitch with kick feet up I'ma make you bounce out this hole like Big Frida Pedo used to throw a purple tin on a two-liter First private plane I ever rode was an eight-seater Before that I got the bedroom high with a space heater On top of that I didn't have shit to my name either That's real Take that mask mm-hmm. off when they find a real cure. Mm. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. And welcome to another episode of Marlon vs. Marlon. And I'm your boy Marlon. And I'm your boy Marlon. Join us as two childhood friends go back and forth, argue, fight, debate, every once in a while, maybe even agree on everything from sports to pop culture and everything in between. All right, so today's episode, a uh, ton of stuff to get into. We took off last week. A um, ton of stuff to get into. There was a... Looking at the boxing aspect of it, we saw a, a fight that I felt probably shouldn't have happened, and we have another fight that's going to happen in about a few weeks that I don't think should happen, or a few months, I'm sorry, I don't think that should happen in Mayweather and uh, and Logan Paul, and a ton of basketball, a ton of NBA, we're going to have a guest on, we're going to be doing some um, some college basketball, we're going to get into some of that. Uh, and also, too, as well, of course, um, some Kyrie news, some LeBron news, and Jordan Pippen news. But let's go ahead and get into some of this uh, NFL action. Steelers finally have their first loss of the season, which I don't think anybody saw. I, I didn't think they'd go undefeated, but seeing them lose to a team like Washington, which which isn't... I mean, back player of the year. I said it. You did. I said it before. I think we both we both said it on here. He's no, been, you said Ben Roethlisberger. For a comeback? Yep. Mm. Yep. Give me all, more credit. I don't know if I don't know if I I gotta go back and listen. But 17, 18, almost 20 surgeries, and he's still able to come back and play in the fashion that he is. I think that's honestly amazing. And I'm just I'm I'm just glad he was able to get his first win against a team like that. His first win. First one as a starter. I thought they won again. I thought they was in first place. Anyway, that, that don't matter. Alex Smith, he looks high school. So. That's all that matters. Comeback player of the year. Golly. <laughs> what are you doing? I accidentally opened up YouTube this is the kids. Stuff I got to deal with. Man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've been saying on here I didn't like the Steelers very much. Um, obviously, anybody will take their record and being undefeated. Um, but I've always had. The Chiefs as the better team out of the two. You did. I give you that. And even though they don't look good, they don't look nearly as bad as the Steelers. The Steelers should have lost to the Cowboys. They lost to the Washington Redskins. And they haven't really looked good yet. And not to mention the first time they played Baltimore, you had Lamar with four turnovers. I think with Lamar... On his best day, on his when the offense is clicking... Austin said they beat Dallas. I just said that. (laughs) 
And they're not good. I said <laughs> Dallas isn't they, good. They they played a a, a team that the Reds or the the Ravens essentially tried to give them the game, and then the, they played the Ravens the next time without Lamar, Lamar and some of their other players. So and it wasn't and they, it wasn't a convincing win then, even without Lamar. They they caught a lot of breaks. Yeah, they, they caught a lot of breaks. And, so, and I mean, let's be honest: in the NFL, to win a Super Bowl or to go undefeated, you're gonna have to be lucky at times. That's not like right, right. like it, you have to be good, but you also need some breaks. Um, no, he's talking about Washington. Yeah, they they beat us by forty. It's not <laughs> again. Dallas is really bad, Austin. I've, I've said that from the beginning. Ever since Dak went down, I said it was a wrap. Um, but I don't know if you want to talk about the Steelers some more because I've got a great segue. Ever since Dak went down, what Baker Mayfield? Ooh. The reason that's a great segue, audience, is because Dak still has more passing yards than Baker Mayfield. And he hasn't played since week five. <laughs> but, but, but. Wow. They're in, they're nine and three. Secured pretty much in that wild card spot right now. Um, and if it wasn't. Not yet. For, I wouldn't say secured, but well, they're, they're, well, they're in it. They're in the first yeah. wild card spot. They're in the top yeah, wild right, card right. spot. And there's three spots this year. So. Um, they I would have to pretty much lose out, not win any more games to to not make one of those spots. But I'll say this. I said a couple years ago that I thought Baker Mayfield with all these weapons was either going to go one way or the other. Now, this is one of those things where stats don't lie. He doesn't have a lot of passing yards, but he's managing games and getting wins. He's He has one less option with Odell Beckham Jr. down, um, which I think helps him mm-hmm. because he doesn't have as much to process. He has a tight end. He has Jarvis. He has the check down. Like, that's it. And, and, and some nice running backs, even when Nick Chubb went down. But that's what I'm saying. The and, check yeah. down. He has Kareem Hunt. He has Nick Chubb. Like, those guys are both great catching the ball out of the backfield as well, which don't give you the yards that maybe an Odell Beckham does, but it gets you the first down. It keeps drives going, and it wins you games. Nine and three. We compared him and his, uh, his <laughs> wealth of options to – Another team, Kyler Murray, who's kind of going the opposite way right now. Ooh. Oh, Austin. the bear. Poking the bear. I like it. I like it. And yes, that is a real stat. With, I think he's talking about the Baker Mayfield. Yes, that's a real stat. So with, with Cleveland, too, as well, and they do have a big test with, with Baltimore coming up this coming up week. So we'll see how they're able to do with that. But I think a lot of people needed to see a little more from Baker, and I think he's he's been able to show them. But also, too, they, they've been very run-heavy. I think they run their top two teams that run on first down the most. So they, they definitely, I think the Ravens are another team that runs a lot on first down. So, you know, we, we still need to see a little bit more. I think they're playing great. Defense is playing good. They've had some guys in and out of the COVID list and everything. So um, we'll, we'll see if they, they can pull it out. But we're, we're talking about the this wild card. You have Cleveland – at nine and three, you have Miami at eight and four. You have Indy at eight and four too, as well. And then you got the jump. The Trash Raiders they got bumped out. They're seven and five. And then you have Baltimore, who's still out, and and New England, who's actually at six and six. So they're technically not out of it. So it's going to be a very interesting race. And as we look towards the end of week seventeen, there's going to be a ton of matches. I think Buffalo and Miami play each other. That could have a ton of playoff implications on there. Uh, you have, I want to say, Cleveland and Pittsburgh could have a ton of playoff implications if Pittsburgh loses some more games. So, and I think it's you guys. You guys play the Giants, and then the Eagles and the and Washington play each other. So, um, I'll update my stats. Baker had a big passing game this past week. He passed Dak. 
Okay. So in week 12, he passed Dak, who hasn't played since week five. I'm sorry, Baker. Um, and Baker's wife, who's been taking some shots on Twitter lately. I don't know if you've seen that. She oh, yeah? shot at Stephen A. But that's your guy. I'll let you handle that. Oh, and shit. Stephen A said he wouldn't apologize, and I do remember that. Yeah. Um, but I think, I know you don't like the Raiders, but I like the Raiders more than I like the Dolphins and more than I like the Colts. Um, you like the Raiders more? I like the Raiders more than the Colts and the, and Why? the Dolphins. It's the Raiders. Because they score points consistently. And their strength of schedule with that division outside of the Chiefs. Or their lack of strength of schedule, I should say. <laughs> playing you guys. Playing you guys. Yeah, we, we got we got one more time. Again? Oh, yeah. We'll play one more time. That's yeah. a win. <laughs> uh, damn, I'm just on top of all the segues today. That week off really rejuvenated me. Uh, How about you guys? The Lakers, man. So... No, we're talking I, about football. We're talking about football. Uh, we're talking about football. We'll talk about the Lakers, but we're talking about football. The San Diego, I mean, sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers. I, I'm, uh, a whole coaching staff got to go. I mean, losing, can't even put up a point. And this is a team that was essentially a, a laughing stock for a certain period of time because they were, after post-COVID cam, if you will, they weren't able to do anything, produce anything. Yeah. They're... they're Everybody got to go. I mean, coaches. Why stop at the coaches? <laughs> the players, I mean, some, some players too, as well. I, I, it's y'all might be better off just letting all the players go and then bringing in Clemson or something. Well, now here's the thing. I'm not Justin Herbert. He's staying. Keenan no, Allen. He's staying. Allen can stay. Justin Herbert. Herbert's still up in the air. I, well, he's still up in the air. What do you mean? He is. He's. He's ready. What's his record? It doesn't matter what his record. He's a rookie coming into the league. Yeah, doesn't he have one win? I think he has two. Yeah, that's two. That matters. What are you talking about? What does it matter? It doesn't. You know what? The, you know what? Two in rookies I'm not, turn into. I'm not, I'm not. They turn into the Jets. I'm not going to sit here and just say he has to go or Tyrod should get put in. Sometimes too, if you're a horrible coach and you put players in certain situations, what? that's not necessarily your fault. The coach didn't stick Tyrod with that needle and puncture his ribs. Which I'm very surprised that he's not going after the team and getting some money. I'm well, very. He, I think he knows where he's at in his career. And if he does that, his career will be over. His career is just about over anyway. He's, got, he's a certified saying. backup. So but therefore, you can go out and who knows what you can get. Because he could have played his ass off and then mess around and got himself a big contract. You never know. Especially yeah, with the way... Yeah, with, with, with you're not getting another contract is what I'm saying. He's, he's politics, bro. At this point, take it and run. Why? When you can get four he's, more years, even if it's only $10 million, Four more years, he that. wouldn't even get that much. If, if he plays backup for the next five years, he can play backup for another five years in the NFL. As long as he plays his role. What's up, Chad? There we go. Both running backs going for. Uh oh. See the Colts over. See, that's what I'm trying to tell him. I don't know why you guys like the Colts. That's cool. I I just, I just don't. I like the Raiders better than the Colts. That's me. And I think they play coming up, don't they? Don't they play this week? Uh, I could be yes, wrong. Yes, yes, they, they do. do. It's, right? it's in Vegas. Hey, yeah. So, hey. so we'll get some answers right there. So I think <laughs> we'll see. I'm, in a couple I'm, days. I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that Rivers is going to get no. his first ring. I'm not trying to say any of that at all. But I mean, <laughs> it's no, been no, a long. Rivers isn't getting a ring. It's it's. I'm not, that's what I said. I'm not trying to say that. No, you but, said his first ring, like he was getting multiple rings. He's not getting a ring. Period. <laughs> All I'm saying is it's great to see him in a position where he's, although we, we last year we were, uh, or two years ago, we were flirting with the wild card back and forth behind the Chiefs, but it's good to at least see his team in playoff uh, 
contention, if you will, to um, to make the playoffs. We've so we'll seen see. him in the playoffs before. All right, so uh, new team, new new team, new him. So I like I like let, that. Let Keenan Allen go play for a good team. Nah. Maybe Ke- the Patriots. Keenan got his money. Keenan got his money. He's saying. So trade him to the Patriots and they won the Super Bowl like everybody. Patriots else Patriots definitely ain't trading for Keenan. I love Keenan, but Patriots aren't going out. And Patriots will get any average Joe and put him out there and say, give me three good years, and then we'll get rid of you. I don't know. They don't got time no more. All right, so um, Josh Allen, he actually had a real good game last night uh, against the 49ers. It wasn't like it was a great defense, but he had a great, he had a pretty, really good game. This was how he was playing in the first few few games, if you will, uh, of the season when people were saying MVP Josh Allen, which I never thought he, he was an MVP, so... That's another good team. I think the the Buffalo Miami, like I said, they play uh, week seventeen, so that should be a good matchup, which could have playoff implications with Buffalo being nine and three and Miami being eight and four. I think if Buffalo continues to play the way they played yesterday, they blow Miami out. Miami can't score enough points to keep up with them. Miami's they average probably a touchdown and a bunch of field goals. From the and, offense and, and a defense. Touchdown, and a touchdown from the defense. Not even a touchdown from the offense. <laughs> yeah. So that 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 one should uh it's it's gonna be good to see how that one turns out. I think Josh Allen has a big test um coming up this week too as well. Who do they play? The Bills play Yeah, Bills play Pittsburgh. So at this point, I think Pittsburgh could have their second loss going up against the Bills. So the Bills are Bills are actually favored going into that. Yeah, it's it's that should be a it should be a good game. So, and then looking at Miami, Miami has Kansas City. So we all know what the outcome of that one most likely will be. So, all right. So, um, I'm taking the points oh, with Miami. Hell no. The Chiefs. Oh, I was like, sheesh. Um, all right. So the, the NFC, the Taysom Hill Saints, they continue to, to roll. I believe they've won eight straight i believe so it it seems like they've kind of already tried to transition you give some out of there you'll give some respect uh not yet but they've been trying he got to tra- more wins than your quarterback that you love all right so uh in oh, green bay oh green bay he got more wins what, than your quarterback, quarterback that been starting all season well herbert hibbert it's it's his he's we're not we're not talking about the charges no more so <laughs> and, and Green Bay, they continue to roll too as well. Rodgers, uh, Rodgers and Mahomes. It seems like it's just them two right now for the MVP race. So yeah, what happens? We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens Russell with that. Wilson. Oh. Um. How how about that play in the Chiefs game? I know we kind of just skipped over that. Yeah, yeah. The touchdown that wasn't a touchdown that should have been a touchdown that nobody knew was a touchdown until after they kicked the field goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was one yeah. of the craziest catches I've ever seen, and for the receiver to not even know, sometimes you and, don't and know. rightfully so, like mm-hmm. he, he didn't see the ball. He had he thought he had it, got popped out, um, and to his his thought was that it hit the ground at some point. You just didn't know, yeah. Versus sometimes when you're in the moment, everything's going so fast, you just don't really know. And the way everything's every, going I think, on, because I think the cornerback kind of knew because he kind of ripped it out afterwards. Mm-hmm. But when he saw that they called it incomplete, he kind of just yeah, it's like, <laughs> it was okay. like all right. All right, that's it. And everybody went their separate ways. They brought the field goal kicker out because you know after that when the plays uh, called incomplete, yep. that play clock is running. Now we got to get the field goal team in and kick the field mm-hmm. goal. So it worked out. I'm I think they still still covered, but it wasn't uh what it could have been. Yep. So um, Rams too. Rams have been a team that have they they've showed us signs that they can be that team that once made it to the Super Bowl a few years back, but also too it's it's 
they have though. I mean, they're eight and four, so they're not necessarily playing bad. They're in a tough division too, as well with Arizona. As of right now, they're out the playoffs, and then um, San Francisco, which they're five and seven, so they most likely they're not going to make it. But like you said, Seattle, Seattle, I, and, now, and now they got the Jets this week. So we went from talking about that division possibly getting three teams in the playoffs to maybe only having one team. I mean, they, they'll probably get two teams, yeah, but Seattle, it's possible that they only get one team in there now. And and it's crazy to see how great Russell and, and the Seahawks were playing. And then I think this defense has really just got exposed. And with having a, a, a team like the Giants do what they did. I'm not saying they went up and scored 50 points on them, but it's the Giants offense. They really shouldn't be doing that to you. And now... Yeah. With Wasn't the Jets. Colt McCoy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was crazy because I heard McCoy and I was like, wait, doesn't he play for Washington? And then that, that's just the last time I remember I was hearing like, Colt, Colt McCoy's Colt, name. Like, like Colt from Texas when I was in college? Yeah. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Like, why is he still in the NFL? Which, to exactly. my point earlier, Tyrod can still be a backup anywhere. But he, he can. He can. <laughs> he can. I, I just wanted Tyrod to go out and get his money because he could have died. Essentially, who knows what could have happened with that situation. So I just personally want him to go out and get his money. But, um, yeah, so the, the Seattle, they do play the Jets. Hopefully they can get back on track and stay ahead because Tampa is right there at 7-5. and five, And then Minnesota is kind of flirting around in and out the playoffs. Shout out to Minnesota, too. Minnesota was actually a team that was 3-5 and five at one point, and they're just kind of creeping up. And I mean, they're 6-6. Six and six. They got that last wild card spot. So I like Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is a... A quarterback, he really doesn't get enough credit. Gets a ton of money, but don't get really enough credit. But I click on the the Cardinals and their next. There's a show what their schedule is coming up because Austin thinks they have four straight wins coming up. And I just there we go. They got the Giants. Oh yeah, Philly. You yeah, might, you might. Just might have four straight wins coming up. I don't know about the Rams. The Rams are going to be game. a tough one. That's I love how they put these division games okay, at the yeah, end yeah, yeah. because there's you just never know what's going to happen with that that last game. So every game is just about uh, all of them will be division games. So I do like how they they set that up. So um, yeah. So are we we'll, going to talk about the NBA today because they're doing yeah. some amazing things. Oh yeah, we're going to get into we're going to get into we're going to get into this college basketball first. We're going to give our first and only guest of the day. Mr. Casey a call, and then we go. He's actually a Duke fan, so I know you might not. Uh... Oh, oh, man, he didn't answer the phone. Sorry about that, Casey. <laughs> oh. yeah, 406, so... is that Montana? Yeah. He's a Montana guy. Hello. Casey, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Pretty much, pretty good, man. How you doing? Good. Doing good, doing good. Thanks for joining us, man. I got to say, I didn't know they had Dukies in Montana, man. <laughs> Yes, sir, they do. Okay, okay. I'm a Grizz guy, man. I got a kid on the Grizzlies right now. Sophomore. He's doing pretty well up there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so we'll get right into it, man. My alma mater. My alma mater. Okay, nice, nice. I like it. Go ahead, Marlon. So so we'll get into this real quick. So as we look at the, the top 10, we got... I, I it's it's just as football we're seeing that now with a lot of games getting canceled and it's I'm I'm at least hoping that we can make sure that we have a a, a March Madness because as we see a, a tournament bracket whatever you want to call it because last year I think that was one of the toughest things 
to not see these kids that probably will never play. That was probably the the peak of their their basketball career, if you will. So I'm just hoping things can get under control and we can see these um, these these kids actually play in a in a tournament. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, March Madness, in my opinion, is the best sporting event there is. And when that got shut down last year, it was just a complete blow. Yeah, and I was thinking that it was shaping up to be one of the best March Madness tournaments ever. I mean, you had some kind of smaller mid-major schools like Dayton who were coming in really hot. And, you know, they had a great chance to make a run with Obi Toppin leading them and yeah, it was just just a shame that we didn't get to see any of that. And you know, I'm, yeah, I'm really hoping that it can hold out this year, that we can get enough games in, and that there can be a tournament. You know, they've been talking about having their own bubble in Indianapolis, having all the games played there. You know, at various sites. You know, it's it's a good idea. I like it, and yeah, I'm just hoping that it can happen. Yeah, I think. I mean, I agree with you 100% last year on, on how the tournament was shaping up. I do kind of – I'm appreciative for the NBA and their bubble because it kind of gave us that feel, at least in the beginning, when we had games every other day or every day and, and you know, teams were playing back-to-back. Um, so it kind of gave us that, that March Madness feel, um, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. But I do think they'll have to go with some type of bubble. Um, we've seen it already with – um, Gonzaga, they were they were in a tournament and then um, left the tournament to go play number two Baylor. You know we were going to get an early season one two matchup, and they had two people on the flight with that tested positive. So um, I think it'll definitely have to be some type of secure bubble environment. Um, the NCA has the money to do it, um, and you know the NBA set kind of the the blueprint of how to do it. Mm-hmm. So. So I think we'll see that this year for sure, and I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I, I, my, my Carolina team is trying to battle back right now against a great Iowa team. Um, Iowa's fly under the radar somehow at number three, but they're a great team um, that I think with some, with some veterans that will make a deep run this year in the tournament. Yeah, I agree. It, Iowa is definitely one of those teams that even though they are ranked third right now, they are kind of flying under the radar and – you know, they've got all five starters back this year and likely the best player in the country, Luca Garza. I mean, he is an animal. He's hard to stop. He brings it on the defensive end and then offensively he, he can kill you inside, he can kill you outside. And this is definitely going to be a year when they, when they think you're going to see experience prevail more than anything, just especially with teams not being able to get in the exhibition games, you know, and it's going to be a shortened season anyway even shorter for some teams that are going to have games canceled, you know, possibly due to some uh, COVID issues. And, mm-hmm. yeah, there are a lot of top teams right now that have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the teams going to see definitely make some deep runs and have a good shot at uh, bringing home the title. Absolutely. And to that point, I think another thing that, that kind of won't fa- – that will factor in is – you know, for for these teams, you know, that are freshman heavy, which we see a lot of teams in the top 25 these days with McDonald's All-Americans leading the run like Gonzaga with uh, Jalen Suggs or a kid like at, down at Oklahoma State um, with the Kate Cunningham kid. Um, they're not going to be able to play in these games with packed gyms and they're not going to get that intensity that you see in the yeah. in the tournament 
beforehand. You know what I mean? And even when they get there, if they do do some type of simulated bubble, they're not going to know how intense that every possession that, is. Yeah. And, and a team like Iowa, like you said, with veterans that, that have been there before and that have played in big games before, um, that experience is just not going to be matched. And I don't care what high school you went to or where you played at. And last year, even because your senior year, you didn't play any games yeah. in front of big crowds like that. So I do think, to your point, that that's going to make a huge difference this year in the tournament. Um, and we'll we'll get to see it. Hopefully. Yeah, for sure. And you bring up a good point, too, with there not being any crowds. And, you know, a lot of these young kids, they feed off the energy of those crowds. Yeah. Whereas the older players, you know, they they don't need that so much. They, but you're already that seeing, out, yeah. you know, look at Michigan State last week going in and uh, getting a win at Duke, you know, yep. without the crazies there. Duke's definitely one of those teams that feeds off their crowd. Oh, and for sure. When they're not, they're not there, they have a tendency to struggle, and you're going to be seeing a lot of that. You know, these teams are, visiting teams are going to be coming into some of those places where normally they're packed, they're loud, fans are just going wild, and you're not going to have that great neutralizer for the home teams. Yeah, so It's going to, going to be interesting to see how, especially some of these younger teams, handle that going forward. And that, to your point, I think even early in the season, that matters even so much more because – that crowd carries a young team like like the freshman at Duke right now. That that kind of crowd carries you through the first couple games, and then you get used to it. Yeah, and you you, you kind of find that, that next level. Yeah, and and so later in the season, you might not need the crowd as much. You can go on the road and win a game or something like that. But there's a reason we always see you know the good teams stacking the front with home games. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they want that crowd. They want that experience to come before they got to go on the road and face some real adversity. Mm-hmm. So and now. With COVID, no fans, they're facing adversity right away. Um, that you're seeing with some of these teams. I mean, Texas, Texas went in and beat on beat up on North Carolina the other day. Uh, it, it's just I, I love seeing these matchups early in the year, but it is a different vibe for sure. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it, it does does have a different feel, and I mean, you've already seen just last week. You already saw three top ten teams go down to unranked teams. You know, yeah. and granted, two of them were on neutral floors, but, it, you know, they were already some huge upsets. You know, Virginia going down to San Francisco, and then yeah. Kentucky going down to Richmond, and I'm trying to think who is, and then uh, Villanova going down to Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. You know, those are already some big upsets early in the season. And like I said, you're going to be seeing some of these teams that are going to be kind of flying under the radar. You know, they may not have started the season very hyped or even highly ranked, but they have a really solid core of experienced players, and they're the ones that you're going to have to be watching for as the season progresses. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see We'll see how everything plays out. Once again, too, just with the COVID thing, you, you, we want everybody to stay safe and stay healthy, but we see the numbers, we see them rising, and we, we're seeing it with NFL, and we've, you know, NBA, uh, they, they did their first round, and I think it was a little under 50 out of – 550 players they they got COVID so you know we're hoping everybody stays safe and we're you you got to have some type of bubble it will be you, you can you're gonna have separate bubbles because when you got all those teams playing I mean they're not gonna be able to go to one facility like you know they, they have to, to spread out so we'll definitely see how it plays out but um before you get on out of here I need your uh, final four prediction so final four I'm gonna go with just speaking on the experience, I'm going to go with Gonzaga, Iowa, 
Villanova, and probably Baylor. Which those are four of the most experienced teams right now. And I'm going to say Mark Few is finally going to get his first championship in Zaga and going to be cutting down the nets. Mm, okay. I like it. I like it. Only uh, I didn't hear uh, Kansas or Michigan State. I think one of those two teams will sneak in there too. I don't know who they knock out out of year four, but I think there'll be one blue blood in there and it'll be one of those two. Yeah, I just I just think with with everything that's been going on and with COVID and how the season progresses, I just think this is one year where you may not see some of those blue butts more or less just because of the experience. I think you're gonna be seeing some of those other teams I said that are gonna be kinda of flying under the radar just because they've had the experience. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll like see. Like well, it. Casey, man, we appreciate you for joining, and uh, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be talking soon. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. No problem. Have a good one. Thank you. Yeah, man. When I saw that USF beat Virginia, I'm like, damn, is is Bill Russell playing? Yeah. <laughs> I, like I haven't heard a USF come in and really, you know, compete with a big dog like that in a while. So, um, and shout out to San Diego moments. State too, as well, man. They're, they're getting back up in, in the top twenty-five. So at number twenty-four right now, being four and zero. Oh, so, um, and then speaking of last year, San Diego State was one of those teams that oh, could, that man. could have been that team that got us all the way. Because I think we've seen. I, I remember just back Richie and and um, and even back with uh, oh, I'm John Blanks. Zoe and just all some of those teams playing the tournament and stuff. So it's, but that team, that was a special team. So I think that team definitely could have um, made some noise down the road in the bracket. So um, before we get into basketball, what do you think of Nate Robinson in that fight? Hey, man, I think he was a little, a little too confident. Um, I don't think he, I don't want to say he didn't take it seriously because I think he did. I think he did. But I do think that he needed more time to prepare for it. Because some of the things he was doing was really just rookie mistakes. Like like he was going in and he wasn't covering up and he wasn't you know what I'm saying, he wasn't prepared mm-hmm. for counter punches and things like that. And um you know, he the dude Logan Paul has been boxing, I guess, for a little while now. And he just had like he wasn't the most polished guy in the ring, mm-hmm. but he's a bigger guy, a little more little more experience in him. You know, you got hit. That's the thing about boxing. And, you know, he, uh, they always say you got a puncher's chance. And any, you know, you can get caught. If you get in that ring, you can get caught with one. Yeah. They got caught with a couple. But I did see a stat or something that was like, Logan Paul, <laughs> he landed something like seven punches or eight punches. Yeah. <laughs> and Nate Robinson, like, went down three times. So that's not good. At all. Like that, he, you know, he got a basketball chin. He don't got a boxing chin. Yeah. And that's another thing with the experience. Like he ain't never took no punches before. Right. He's he may taking blows here and there on the court, but nothing like yeah, in a boxing ring. So, um, and, and uh, so like the thing with Jake is is Jake and Logan. They've they've been training for a while, and Logan's been trying to get Floyd to take this fight for the longest. I've been seeing him in his journey of YouTube and all that stuff, and. He had a little decline when he recorded something that he shouldn't have recorded and made a video out of it. And then he kind of slowly got back back into things. But he's been training, uh, although when you look at Logan versus Floyd, Floyd is about a good 5'6", five, 5'7", five, 150, soaking wet. 
Logan is about 6'1", 6'2", 200 pounds. What up, Chris? The reach, obviously, is going to be a little bit of a difference, but... I mean, I think that Floyd is definitely going to do what he's done his whole career. He's going to move. He's going to try to get you tired. He's going to throw some punches. I don't think Floyd's going to knock you out by any means. But I think Floyd knows Floyd what might, he has to do. Floyd could knock him to out. win. He could. I don't. Maybe I don't see it happening. Maybe because it's a super exhibition. But the, for the same reasons that I think Nate Nate Robinson lost the fight. Are the reasons why I think Logan Paul has no chance. Like, bro, like you, you ain't gonna catch. Uh, like the pro- professional boxers don't catch Money Mayweather with a, a lucky punch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's been forty of them or fifty of them, how, whatever his record. 50, is. 50, 51 and or something like that. And he's fought bigger guys, and he's fought guys with longer reach than him. You not like he, and he's taken punches before, so. You're going to have to be able to box against him. We've seen that. Hell, when uh, uh, McGregor came over to boxing, like McGregor is a good fighter. Right. And he, he was actually a decent opponent. But you don't just step in the ring with Floyd Mayweather and win. It's, this is going to be a good money grab. Oh, definitely money grab. Huge money grab. Um, but I don't, I don't think this is as entertaining as Logan Paul versus... Um, Nate Robinson, Jake. And I, Jake Paul. Yeah, is Jake Paul? Who's Jake. Logan Paul? Is that his brother. Logan's a brother. Logan's oh, okay. the more he's the more sorry. popular one. So Logan is actually the one that's fighting. He's been trying to challenge Floyd forever. Jake's a younger brother. Jake fought uh, Nate. Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. So I don't watch YouTube enough apparently. <laughs> um, either either one. I don't yeah, care. They, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, uh, Chris Paul. Ain't none of them beating Floyd. <laughs> Four to two. <laughs> Floyd and one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think that's a my bad. I kept saying Logan. You good, Jake man. Paul. Um, but I I did really like the the Mike Tyson fight okay. minus the rules. I don't think they were trying to like hurt each other. Yeah, it was a lot of and watching Mike Tyson like consciously not punch him in the head, like <laughs> try to take his head off. <laughs> Too old for that. <laughs> Who? Both of them. Mike, in there in the ring. I think Mike Tyson could have killed him. He could have. But, I mean, I... He, he was in there throwing him no-look jabs. Like, please don't hit me back. <laughs> like, he was scared Mike was going to snap at any given moment. He was like, I can snap at any moment. <laughs> like, we need to get Snoop on every single fight. Like, possible. And I think Snoop's yeah. going to call this one. No, no. Triller's got something. Triller's got something. And they said Snoop's going to announce... Snoop's going to start his own... Um, he has to kind of situation um and i think that's a lane where you know if we get a beef or something in in hip-hop or in you know entertainment hey snoop got a boxing ring let's set it up that's 50 job go set it up i think that'll that'll happen 50 would talk about somebody killing somebody (laughs) probably but i'm just saying when you get these types of riffs Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like that hey we got a we got a platform for it now you can make some money and you can get it off your chest yeah yeah. So, so, all right. So let's get into some of this NBA real quick. Um, one of the biggest stories, or that that's out right now, there was a, and this actually surfaced a while ago, where Kyrie was basically saying that for at one point, and finally now in his career, he feels that he has somebody else that can make the last second shots too, just as good, if not better than him, if you will. So essentially, someone taking a jab at LeBron, saying that he's 
He never trusted LeBron to take those shots, and he always felt that he was the best option, which most players do. You always you know, kind of feel like you're the best option, but you don't come out and say things like that. So, And LeBron said he somewhat kind of felt hurt by it. Yeah, he feels away. You, you got to feel away. I mean, that's... Go ahead. Man, listen. I got you a ring. That's the thing. I got that's, you to the playoffs. Somewhere he's never been without LeBron. I mean, he went with the Celtics, but he wasn't playing. Right, he hurt half the year. The Nets went, but he wasn't playing. Right. The only team he led was that Cavs team without LeBron. And they didn't make no playoffs. Matter of fact, they was in the lottery every year. <laughs> so, you know, that's tough. You don't I don't think you come out and say that. I Yes, you were the better shot you are a better shot maker than LeBron James. But to come out and take a jab at him after publicly saying, like, you've called him and apologized to him, you didn't know how hard it was to lead a team. To win by yourself. Yeah, to win by yourself. Like, so this is kind of corny to me. It's kind of like he blowing smoke on his new teammate because it was on KD's podcast. Right. So he blowing a little smoke and took an unnecessary jab. Like, it was whack. It was corny. I just felt as if – because it, it's – it's essentially kind of like you. We we've built this together. We came and we beat one of the best teams assembled, essentially. And we didn't build this together. I built this and allowed you to stay here. Because if one word and he would have been gone, yeah, just like, just like that, like the other number one picks that was gone when he came. Exactly. So I just, I mean, it, it, I felt like it was uncalled for, and, and LeBron is definitely gonna remember that whenever they play. I don't, I know he's not gonna be playing. Him and AD, they're not going to be playing in preseason, which they shouldn't. Um, I think he was a little shocked, too, at how early the season's going to start. And so now it puts him in kind of like a tough situation because they're essentially still kind of resting, getting their body right and all that stuff to prepare for the season, which is going to be a little bit shorter. Um, but, you know, you 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 want to you, you better be sure he got those games circled. And I know he can't wait to play them. And Well, he, he better have them games circled, not for Kyrie, because of KD. That's why you need to have a Brooklyn Nets circle because if KD is half the man he was before he got hurt, he's still going to be a problem. Oh, yeah. But I want to I say this, though. Um, shout out to the Road Tripping Podcast. Um, shout out to Channing Fry and Richard Jefferson. Um, I think it's dope how, how they're getting guys on there. It's, it's really teammate bias right now. Because um, you see all the guys that they played with mm-hmm. coming on there. Yep. I think that's going to grow into a really good show. Um, but I also want to shout out I Am Athlete with Brandon Marshall. I was just about to say that. Thank, uh, thank you for putting me on that. Cause, yeah, yeah, great, great, great podcast. They talk about sports, obviously, but they hit a whole bunch of different topics. And you got a bunch of different personalities. You got Brandon Marshall's the main guy on the show. They got Channing Crowder. Um, Fred, Fred Taylor, on Ocho Cinco. They get T.O. on episodes. Um, Marvin and, Lewis. And Marvin Lewis was on there. Hugh yeah. Jackson was on this most recent one. And you just get real stories. And, and I think it's really dope. You know, Up in Smoke, shout out to them too. Or All the right. Smoke, I'm all sorry. Smoke, yeah. With uh, Matt Barnes and, and Stack Five. Yeah. Um, Steven Jackson. They're, I think, kind of the first guys to kind of take this approach yeah. to podcasts. Yeah. Um, with former athletes. I mean, we see LeBron do it on the shot, but it's a little different because yeah, the not guests good. he has are different right. and it's more. Right. You know, they're, they're, they keep it PC for the most part. It's a conversation amongst yeah. uh, uh, people right. from different walks of life. Right. It's right. not it's not people that are, you know, specifically like in receivers it. diving right. in, talking about something, you know. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Like you'll have Ice Cube talking about the NBA. That ain't doing me no good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love Ice Cube or whatever. Um, <laughs> but like on this last episode, they had Hugh Jackson who, who um, gave a little insight on his coaching history and. 
and how from the outside it looked to us, but how, you know, behind the scenes it looks mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. And, yep. Um, it talked about being a black head coach in the NFL. Talked about actually being um, the history of black players in the NFL. So I think that last episode was a really good talk. Um, it's only going to get better. I didn't. Yeah, they're only on episode thirteen or fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I didn't realize, bro, that not in the beginning because the beginning was well before black players started being allowed in the NFL. But like thirty, forty years into the NFL, when mm-hmm. they started letting black players in, you had to go to court. You have to take the NFL to court to be able to play in the NFL if you're black. It's crazy, man. And this is like, like in the like 50s, 60s, like, like not crazy. Uh, anyway, anyway, yeah, no, but because they talk but, about but, that, on but there. we don't know about stuff like that. So when we hear, that's why I'm just so glad that they're able to tell stories and they're able to tell just have just people on because we love to hear from our favorite athletes and this and that but whenever they're in a setting where they're talking about like brandon marshall he's always been like one of my my favorite receivers and i love what he's doing in the morning with nick wright on uh first things first on fs1 i think that's great but seeing him in a different light to where he's in a room and just kind of having conversations way and, way and more just, freer too without yeah. without having to worry about a network telling him you can right. say this you can't say that right so um, but I think that show does a good job of preparing him because he has all the stats and he's done all the research. Absolutely, he's uh, gotten a lot better because I've I'm, I'm I critique all these guys. I'm not obviously I'm nowhere near the best. Not not trying to say that, but I'm just I see guys and I'm just like man, for you to be on TV, you got to do a little bit better. You have to work on this. You have to get your stats together. You have to learn how to. Stop saying um um um. You know, so I, I look at these guys and I see them. And Brandon is somebody that I've seen. Chris Broussard is another guy that I love. Um, Brandon is a guy that he will come on to to certain Chris shows. Broussard was a writer before. He he's a journalist. He but but still ESPN and now he's with with FS1 and he comes onto the shows with with Skip Shannon all that stuff and he does Colin Coward all them and he he's great at what he does. So I I really appreciate him every time he watches. I listen, but to see Brandon and the evolution uh, of of his you know journalism or whatever you want to call it i think that it's definitely um sportscasting whatever you want to call it he's definitely improved and he's and you get these guys in a safe space where they feel comfortable to talk about anything like because um, you don't want to get that call that next morning uh come to my office right right there i mean they're they're the ones they're the creators they're directors so um I, last thing about that last episode they talked about uh chad johnson and i think we if you watch chad johnson if you were able if you were able to watch back then um, and didn't get distracted mm-hmm. by some of the things that took place on around him, or you know, the antics and stuff like that. Uh, you knew that he was a beast, like he was a monster. He work ethic was stupid. Well, well, that, that's mean, what I was going to talk about. Yeah. Is you know, they always talk about on the show how he always eats McDonald's. Like even when he played, like that was his thing. He didn't. He never dieted. He never did mm-hmm. any of that. But Hugh Jackson was talking about how he couldn't get him off the field. Like even in practice, he would take reps. He would with do the reps. practice squad. Right. He would do reps with the starters like everybody else. But then he would go back and do reps with the starter or with the practice, practice squad. squad. And the reason he said he did that is because that's the only way he could go against the number one cornerbacks and get real work in. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you know, if you're a starter on offense, you're not gonna play against the starters on defense. Right. Can't take these chances of people getting hurt, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So you play against the scout team yep. defense or or the number two defense, if you will. Yeah. Well, he would go play scout team reps so he could play against the number one corners and really get some work in. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because as he as they alluded to Nobody does that. Nobody I mean, you got guys taking practices off in basketball. What's not even a, as physical of a sport. Guys is taking practices off in basketball. And he was like, I couldn't get him to take plays off in practice. So 
I, I think this is just a really dope podcast. Again, it's called I Am Athlete. They talk about a little bit Absolutely. of everything. Um, but these stories you get to hear and the guests they have on there are really dope. So check that out. We only come on once a week, so you guys got plenty of time to go watch another podcast. Definitely. Definitely. So I, I there's just there's just a ton of great and I know everybody has podcasts out right now, but there's um definitely some some great things going on uh with, with a lot of the ones that you said. So um all right, so this is a little it's it's with NBA but it's a little off topic. Did you hear about the Jordan and the Pippen thing? About how Pippen felt some type of way about how with the last dance and said that I felt that you were just trying to bring up yourself versus talk about the whole story. And I personally, I mean, when you look at it, it's, it, well, go ahead. This is a thing. It was called The Last Dance. It was about Michael Jordan. For one. Mm-hmm. He said numerous times <laughs> in the documentary, he doesn't win without Scotty Pippen. Yeah, I agree. I think what maybe Scotty really had an issue with was the fact that they talked about his money and how he was getting paid a little like pennies and mm-hmm. could have been getting paid more and this and that and and maybe maybe they painted that in a in a in a bad picture. Sad, what's up, man? But I don't. I mean, if I put together a documentary, it's not going to be about you. If 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 I come out with a documentary, you you gonna have your pieces in there. He got a whole episode about his his background, where he grew up. Yeah. All of that's college, all of that stuff. So it's like I get it if if it wasn't if you were on the team and I didn't even give you an episode or whatever. Yeah, I mean you you had your time in. You were a part of the whole journey essentially from when they drafted you. But that's what I'm saying. I think and in, in when they focused on him, it was more about the money. It was more about it didn't shine a light on him like it did Mike. Like we all came out at the end watching. Oh, Mike is the goat. Well, here's a newsflash, Scotty. We were saying that before the doc. <laughs> Exactly. Like, Michael Jordan is someone who can do no wrong. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, we talk about the flu game. We know he wasn't sick. We knew he had he was hungover or whatever it was yeah. or gambling. And we knew all this stuff. And, and people still love him. Yeah. <laughs> he funds private prisons. People still love him. It's just like one of the things like, all right, Scotty, I feel you. But when you have somebody basically editing a documentary – they're going to have themselves in the best life. I this agree. is what it is. I agree. So uh, switching over to Jordan's old team that he used to play for, um, the Wizards. They actually did get Kyrie in a trade. Um, Russ. I'm sorry, Russ, Russ, Russ. They got Russ in a trade. Do, do you like the Do you like the fit? Do you like it? Him and him and Bill. I think they'd be okay. I love that he's out of the West and into the East. I think that they'll. Fit somewhere in that four to six seed, but I don't think they're coming out the the East whatsoever. I don't think they have enough. I think you replace John Wall with a healthier John Wall. I mean, ah. they're, they're pretty much Russ is doing overall. Russ is doing more on a day in day out than Wall. Okay. They, I mean, as far as defensively, um, is I mean, I'm not John. Now, John hasn't been himself for the past few years with injuries and all that stuff. So, a younger John Wall versus a younger Russ, I'm taking a younger John Wall. But at this point in in their careers, I mean, Russ is he still plays and always every time he goes up for a dunk or does this and that, I always just think he's gonna get hurt just because the dude plays like how he's been playing for his whole career. So. 
This, uh, this is what I'm saying. You replace John Wall with somebody who doesn't shoot the three ball very well. John Wall shoots better than him. True. From the three and from two. Yeah. Um, Yes, he's a little more athletic than John Wall. John Wall came from some injuries. They both play in transition. They're both scorers first. They're they're not pure point guards, either one of them. So so that's what I'm saying when, when I say you replace John Wall with another version of John Wall. Yes, he's he 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 might I'm not even gonna say he rebounds better. He goes after rebounds more. Like he's not he's not beat, rebounds from Adam. Yeah, he's not beating out big men for rebounds unless they're on his team. Right. But he he goes after them more and, and maybe he, he works a little harder on defense. Um but John Wall has also led the NF or the NBA in steals before. So I'm not gonna say he's better on defense than John Wall. But so so what I'm saying is I don't think you got much better. I, I, I I'll, I'll agree with that. I, I still think that they will make the playoffs and they're going to be a, a decent team. I'm hoping that him and Bill work. I just wish the best for Russ. Uh, he's one of my favorite point guards, and I, I just wish the best for him. And, and looking at his old team with, with James Harden, he's not even coming to practice. He's in little Baby's videos and, and doing all that stuff. So, I mean, are we going to see a holdout from him? Is he just not going to report? Like, what do you think is going on with, with James? I mean, he wants to be traded, trade him. Yeah, you got to. I didn't even know this. Him and his his mom and him handle all of his... His mom is essentially his agent. Nice. I didn't even know that. So Momager. I, I, He's like a, like a teen pop star. That, <laughs> As a momager. A, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, that that's going to be... Uh, no, I like James. Let me stop playing, man. No disrespect. I like that, Mama J. We can do no the hashtag. No disrespect to you and your mom. I'm going to tag him, too. But I think that's dope. You got somebody close to you that, that's going to absolutely have your best interest at heart. Right, but some uh, are saying you need to hop on to another. If you're trying to make a trade or get somewhere, you need to get somebody that's going to go behind the scenes. But why? When I could do this, I want to trade. Mama J. No, no, no. I want, I want to <laughs> trade. No, we're not going to trade you. Okay, I won't come. I have a hundred million dollars from Adidas. I don't need your fifty million a year. He already told me. Turn it down. Yeah. So trade me, or we can we can play this game for the next year. I'll chill. It's COVID anyway. Whatever. And then next year we go through it again, or I'll chill again, and my contract will be over with, and I'm out of here. Like this is literally what um, what Kawhi did. It's a little bit different because Kawhi is a little quieter, but this is what he did to the Spurs. He got out. And, and playing, James nine, playing nine games yeah. a year with his injuries and all that stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, it's season starts in about two weeks, and he still hadn't two, two three weeks, and he still hadn't come Dang, to practice. he said so. you want his head. Is that a, is that a Rockets fan? Uh, he might be, because I remember when you, you wore that uh, the little Rockets hoodie, he was like, I like that. So, no, that's a Raptors hoodie, but yeah. I was rap out. It was red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I, and said you being a fan right now, you can't do that. You love him when he when he make his step backs for for the Rockets, but now he he you know this is the one thing I do like, and I'll say a couple things I like about the NBA. Um, Grego, what what I'll say about the the NBA that I like is players are now in control. I like that more than ever. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll say a couple things. They stopped doing a marijuana tests, which is whatever. It's it's legal in most states anyway. Shout out Jared Smith, but. <laughs> But also, lastly, they just released that coaches don't have to wear sports coats on the sideline anymore. 
Thank you. You're letting you're letting players wear sweats to the games and on the bench. Like it's about time the coach don't got to be in a suit. And I, I mean, bet you love it because I also I think too as well. Even in the bubble, they were just wearing just polos, yeah, and stuff. And, so it, and it, it didn't looks, hurt the image of the league. Oh exactly, my gosh! Like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's still so, coaching. So it seems like I mean, shout out um, to Silver. I think he's just been doing a great job with. I mean, obviously, with the bubble and, and amongst other things, I think he's definitely one of the uh, players' commissioner for sure. So, um, yeah, shoot, we got. I think preseason starts next week. I think they'll have a few preseason games, and then, uh, like we said, the preseason or the actual season starts on the twenty second. So, yeah, man, shoot, that's all I got, man. You got anything else? Um, oh, Jalen Hearns is actually starting too as well. So that's gonna that that Philly situation is gonna be real. Philly never knows who to start at quarterback. Real Nick Foles shaky. is probably better than Carson Wentz right now. Um, but before we go, Giannis, did you see Giannis's comments? What did he say? He said if, um, you know, at, at he's 25 years old or 26, whatever, if if an AD would have came to Milwaukee or LeBron would have came to Milwaukee, KD would have came to Milwaukee, he would have been fine with being a number two or number three guy. He just wants to win because after your career, that's all people look at anyway. So, I, I think that's just another sign to Milwaukee that he's about to be out of there. Definitely. I don't think and Drew then, Holiday was the piece that puts them over the top. For sure not enough. But when you look at, because uh, the news broke when we were, I think it was at some point last week, LeBron got a two-year $85 million deal extension, and then AD's deal fell through shortly after. So, you know, I think that it, it could have been word that he – possibly could have taken less money if he knew that Giannis was coming or I, I don't know mm-hmm. I, I don't know so but I'm very positive that he's gone and he's going to try to get to a contender and I think if he could he would try to get team up with with uh with Harden or something like that and you know and this is my thing as a basketball player you know your limitations he knows he knows he that, that statement to me tells me that he knows that LeBron was better than him. He knows that KD is better than him. Absolutely. And he's okay with that. He said he said earlier last week, too, when I'm the best player in the world, I'll say it. Right now, it's, it's LeBron. LeBron. And, yeah. and to me, hearing that from a two-time MVP tells me that he's very self-aware. Um, and, Absolutely. And that also tells me that he knows he needs more to win a championship. Mm-hmm. So I don't think – Steve Nays said if they go to the finals this year, he'll stay, but – I don't think they're going to go to the finals. Even, but I don't think and they're going to win. <laughs> so they can get to the finals. I don't think they're going to win. But at that point, it's like still okay. We are another piece away from from getting I, there. But I don't even think they're getting out the East because I, I think Brooklyn. I was going to say I think they're a piece away from beating Brooklyn, from beating Miami, from beating Philly. Like I, I think there's a lot of teams that are still. And I think Philly, Toronto, maybe Toronto takes a step back, losing um, losing Ibaka. Uh, but we'll see. Still kept Van Fleet, and you still got Kyle. So Van I mean, we'll Fleet see. got that money. Yeah, the eighty-four, four. He got like the baby mask. <laughs> four for eighty-four. So which, which, hey, I mean, that was probably the most he was getting anywhere else. Well, wasn't he like undrafted or second round or something like that? He got. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, yeah. When you, when you think about it that way, and and I just for him, he's one of those guys. That we we gradually see him. He got better and better and better every year. So he's like a starter's version of like a Patty Mills for me. Undersized, underrated, um, shows up in big games, make mm-hmm. big shots. Yeah. Never never a moment too big for him. Um, but yeah, and and I agree with what you said. I don't think he'll ever be satisfied. Uh, I do think he wants to win, though. I think James has won his scoring titles. I think James is, you know, had his MVP. Now he wants to 
he wants to win. Like, and I think that's becoming more of a trend. Because I think at, at, at this point, you kind of look at, at teams, and you can stay in one spot and be that loyal person and just lose your whole career and get draft picks and, and people get traded and, and all that stuff. So it's like if you can control, as you said earlier, players have more control. So if you can control, and just as we saw that video of Kyrie and KD talking two All-Star games ago, bro, two putting up two fingers – who knows what he was saying? He may, we got two girls at the hotel, or they got two Mac. Who you never know what they were saying. Oh, they're both single, I think. So they might have been two girls at the hotel. Probably two Mac spots, two whatever. But when you look at something like that, they have control and they can. They're able to leave and and go elsewhere if they want to go elsewhere, or try to demand a trade. And look at where look at AD. You know he was able to come and play with LeBron, and so we'll see. By the way, LeBron did say that he's trying to structure his deal so where he can. Um, still be in the league. I believe it's three years from now to when Bronny can actually play. Well, two things on that, and then I'll, I'll get on one touch on one last topic before you. Yeah, out here. let's do it. LeBron, you can play in the NBA as long as you want. Two, your son has to get better. It doesn't matter how long you play if he doesn't get good better. Talk about sons. D Wade's son is not good at all. I like him. I like his son but. is playing Division One basketball. That's, that's more than a lot of people can say. I like Yeah, yeah you're he, right. You're right. He might be better than Michael Jordan's sons. <laughs> you got a point there. But, but yeah. But they with, do make with, business right now. Shout out to Marcus and uh, what's the other name? I forgot. But but, but with Bronny, definitely. I, I've seen him play. And, and he's still young. He's he's only he's, good. he's sophomore now, right? So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. But I, I just, he has to he'll obviously get a little bigger. But he has to develop a lot of areas in his game, especially if he's trying to be in the league because you don't want to – it's LeBron. So, I mean, he'll make sure he gets them and draft them or however want, however they want to play it out. But Yeah, I'm not saying he won't have a chance. Like like somebody will pick him up and give him a spot. Kind of like we're seeing with, with Jello Ball right now. Like Shout some, out to him too with the Pistons. Yeah, I'm, I'm, somebody will give him a chance um, if he continues to get better. But he – like if, if I know LeBron like I – Think I know his mind? Like he wants him to be good. Like he don't want to just his son to get there because he's LeBron James Jr. He wants him to get there, and, which is what's exactly going to happen, right? He wants to be on some King Griffey Jr., King Griffey Senior type stuff. I'm sure. So we'll see. Oh, lastly, yeah. Did you see the new verses get announced? Keisha Cole Keisha and Ashanti. Cole and Ashanti. Ashanti about to wax the floor. Ashanti got too many hits. I too, think Ashanti wins many hits. But I've seen a lot of that, and I think people are sleeping on Keisha Cole a little bit. I think Ashanti wins by maybe two or three, but I don't think she waxes Keisha Cole. If Ashanti plays the right songs, because she has way too many songs with Ja Rule, which were hits. And see, this is the thing. This and, and I'm contradicting myself here. A lot of those songs, she's are only hers? on the hook. And they're not hers. And a lot of Keisha Cole songs are, are actually Keisha her Cole. She did she did a lot of songs just by herself. Her first like two or three albums, you know. And, what? She, and she got some features. She got some Missy. She got some Alicia Keys. She got some stuff, bro, <laughs> and some stuff that when you hear it, you're definitely gonna nod your head. You gonna be like, oh yeah, this was a smasher. But now when you start getting into the I'm real, like like her being able to play I'm real. Which we all look at as a Ja Rule and Jennifer Lopez song, is kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. Ashanti can 
technically go in and play that because she sang some vocals or something, wrote the hook or something. You know what I mean? Like and that. And that's another thing too. When you're in these verses, you kind of have to have. You normally just don't play the hook and then like that's it. Somebody else is rapping. That's what I'm saying for the most part. But and, and Keisha Cole songs, I, for women especially. They connect more. Because Ashanti wasn't talking about nothing serious. Ashanti was talking about love and stuff like that. Whereas oh, Keisha wasn't. Cole's Keisha Cole stuff was all about you cheated on me. Her, her you, biggest song right there, love. Love. Never knew what I was. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. But look. All right. I should have cheated. Uh, Heaven sent. I remember Don't when my heart broke. Trust. Talking about no trust. Should have let you go. Uh, it <laughs> let it go. <laughs> Uh, I just want it to be over next time. Falling out of love, it, it's just like. But let it's, me. It's a I'm lot, but saying. that that's why she connects. Exactly. Is because this, a lot she, of hurtful things have happened to her. I'm not going. This is going to sound disrespectful. Uh oh. So either I could be disrespectful to to one or the other on this. It's, it's your podcast. So this is what I'm gonna say, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to either. She's this version's Mary J. Blige, or this this era's Mary J. Blige. Let's see. But go ahead. Um, she's this version's Mary J. Blige. You okay. know what I'm saying? Mary J. had a lot of that painful hurt music back in her day. The um, uh, oh, what was the song Let's that was get on? It Mary J. <laughs> oh, you talking about Mary J. Blige? I mean, yeah, but I'm talking about her pain music. Like uh, I was just listening to one of the songs. I could pull it up on my thing. Uh, I'm, I'm going down. I'm going down. Um, she was on the soundtrack too, though. Uh, one of those. One of those. Talking about uh whatever, but I was also gonna say she's a poor man's Mary J. Blige, which would have been disrespectful to her, and I didn't want to say that. Either. Yeah, because you Mary J. Blige to either of these girls is like a slap in the face to. Uh, no, but I'm just not gonna cry. Not gonna cry was one of Mary J.'s huge songs, and it was just talking about how I helped you build this business and you did me dirty, you still left me. So Ashanti, you got foolish her song, her song. rain on me her Never song. Heard of it. Rain on me. That's that's a point for Keisha. Uh, <laughs> you ain't heard of it. That's a, I'm just saying that's a point right. for Keisha. Rock rock with you. Rock with good you. Good one. Cool. Happy. That's a fake Aaliyah song. Happy was a good one. Happy. Baby, baby, baby. baby. That's that's a good one. Uh, let me see. Unfoolish. Not even her song. Hey, when I think it's of, on our album. How, hey, look. Unfoolish and foolish. First of all, are the same song. <laughs> That was on the, probably on the same album. One is just a remix with Biggie. Don't matter. <laughs> two, two oh right there. And what else? It gets slim. Southside. That's uh, boy. Hey, I think but she got a verse on. I think they probably did. This is it. what I think I'm it was saying. A collab. When you hear Southside, you thinking Aloy. She got hits. I just got to go through all. She has a lot of albums too. What do you mean she got hits? She got she got them. Hold on. Why you why you get so aggressive? <laughs> because y'all sleeping on Keisha. I'm, look, I, I I appreciate Keisha. Look at how many albums she got. Ashanti, Concrete Rose, Chapter Two. Name a song off Concrete Rose. I don't know her music like that. You name a song off of uh one of her albums. Should have cheated. That's not Love. not the other album. Love another album. The, the third album. Um. I don't know, but she she just married Nico. She she married him. and she was with Booby Gibson. She was with a Hooper. Come on, man. Oh, she Booby was on. Are you the one, right? Is that Booby? Booby was on like Love and Hip Hop. Booby was on, Booby was on the challenge. <laughs> what MTV's the challenge, which starts back up tomorrow. You need to watch. You love that show. I'm not watching. Ah, oh, it's an epic show. Yeah, but other than that, they man, need to come back with another episode of Are You the One. 
Well, here's the thing. I think with a lot of with with COVID and how shows are doing it, times now are the best time to do it because you get to have your own little bubble. There was a point where Jurassic, I think the Jurassic Park, their very next one, they had so many COVID rules, but they were like all doing it like in a big bubble and everybody had their own little trailers. Well, didn't the last Are You The One was COVID, wasn't it? Nah, that was Vegas. That was the gay one. No, what did I just watch then? Was it Temptation Island? Oh, you're, you're talking about uh, Love Island. Love Island. Love Island, Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that one was... Was during And COVID Vegas though. was all shut down, so yeah. it wasn't nothing open. Yeah. But that, like, times... I think we're going to start seeing more shows uh, start to come out. Can you out, guys tell I like reality TV? Tim- Sport, sports, to me, is the best reality TV, but these shows, these little caddy shows, I like, too. I ain't going to lie to y'all. We've been talking for an hour, man. This was supposed to be a short episode, and I'll hey. take the blame for that. Okay, I was about to say, because I was about to give you that point, but... Um, yeah, so what else we got to look forward to this week? Um, hopefully, no more games get get pushed back. We'll see. They Jay- will. We'll, we'll see Jalen Hurts uh, go. You know what's crazy? I said you said things to look forward to, and then Jalen Hurts. Well, yeah, he's gonna be starting. So I'm hoping we. In order for my prediction to be right, we need to get two more wins. I said five eleven. So. Who's y'all? Who's y'all's cup coming schedule? I don't even we know, here? man. Are we talking about it? We here? Um, at this point, um. Uh, I know we should have the Raiders coming up pretty soon. That's a loss. Falcons, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs. He might get two, but she might get none. <laughs> and the Falcons. The Falcons got three wins too. So, uh, but the Falcons are better than you guys. Who asked you? Oh, you didn't ask me. But yeah. the Broncos have been playing better too, to be honest. But we'll see. All right, man. Uh, I'm about to get out of here. I think this game is uh, y'all winning. Second half. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace. We out. I I Hot boy and a cold killer. Take a picture. No Say cheese decompose, nigga. Bitch, I got